It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's Your Life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and like I always say, this is a wild moment. Wow. You know, a lot of things happened today, uh, a June 10th, uh, which uh, was passed by or signed by the president. So uh, I believe that brings America a little bit closer together because that should have been done a long time ago. But uh, it's a holiday and actually it goes in effect tomorrow, you know, in, in, in most cases. So uh, uh, I. I we need a lot of love. We need a lot of togetherness. We need to just reach out and just give each other a hug. You know, so how you doing, Noah? How you doing today, my friend? I'm waiting for my hug, man. You got a virtual over-the-air over the <laughs> hug? Need hey, one right man, now. Here it goes, man. Dad. Oh, that was great. You, you learned oh. from Barry Shore, no doubt. Well, you know what, man? Barry, man. I talk to him every now and then. I uh, haven't talked to him recently. Uh, but you but, know what uh, today is, right, James? Today is Baby Friday. Baby Friday, Friday, Junior. <laughs> we are almost there. We're almost there, man. And you know I'll get ready and say, Noah, hit it! <laughs> you know, but we'll wait on on that tomorrow, man. But, um, yeah, we, we got a fantastic show, Noah, today. Yeah, I was and just looking over the uh, the itinerary and uh, looking forward to talking to this dynamic individual. Man, you know what, man? I've been knowing this guy uh, almost about eight years, somewhere right around there. He has spoken at, at my uh, inspirational breakfast uh, and uh, talked to my youth. And uh, he's just a dynamic guy. He, 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 as you read his bio, at least what you know, he, he does a whole lot. And, you know, he's a fantastic guy. And, yeah, it seems uh, uh, diverse in many ways, man. Many, many ways, and uh, you're going to find out a lot of things to, uh, tonight that in the world is going to find out a lot of things tonight uh, about how great this guy is and uh, some of the trials and tribulations that, uh, you know, he has uh, incur- incurred during his journey. His name is Rodney H. Dixon, uh, you know, a very good friend of mine, you know, so. But uh, I got my, my co-host here, Michelle, and we still in Texas. How you doing, Michelle? How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Getting ready to um, get that early morning flight to New York City, going to visit the fam. Yeah, she is heading to New York tomorrow, Noel. And you know what? Last time when she went to New York and left me here with Bella, <laughs> Bella did not come downstairs only at night. The eat. dog was sad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, so uh, Michelle is going to go away for the weekend. She got a lot of things to take care of in New York. Unfortunately, uh, I won't be able to go with her this time. But, but the big question oh, is, James, if, does the dog, when Michelle is gone, watch DS9 with you? I have to know. Uh, yes, she does. Uh, we watch. Uh, actually, uh, funny you mentioned that we've been watching a lot of uh, Star Trek. Uh, the old uh, the Star Trek. I watch that almost next, nightly, man. I love it. Star Trek: The Next Generation, <laughs> Captain Picard. So, so we've been watching a lot of that uh, lately, and uh, I tell you, it's just we're so we we found episodes, and I thought I was a tracky. I mean, we found a lot of episodes that uh, I I failed to. Or watch over the last uh, 20 years. Isn't it awesome when occasionally you find, not even with Star Trek, but any particular TV show, and you're like, yeah, I've seen them all. And then you come across one you haven't seen. It's like gold. Man, if we were watching one today, it was like gold. But, you know, I mean, yeah. So Bella does uh, watch uh, Star Trek, uh, watch anything. Uh, as long as I give her a snack or something, she'll stick around. No doubt Bella's favorite is Worf, just like mine. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Cork. You know, Cork and uh, no, uh, the, the, the Grand, Grand Nagus. Cork, why didn't tell you to come on, Cork? <laughs> you know, so, hey, man, <laughs> I'm excited about this show, and uh, we're going to get started Let's with get this it started. because I'm excited about this guest, and I, I miss him. I miss him. I mean, uh, work out together. We, we did. Uh, he's in North Carolina right now, and uh kind of miss uh, Rodney, and Rodney was the guy that... Uh, 
put me in touch with um, uh, my uh, uh, publisher uh, for a Country Boy, City Boy Journey. And actually, he just released his book uh, two days ago. So we're going to talk about that one as well. And he's also with uh, with the same publisher, uh, John Colin, Colin Books. So, uh, you know, let's, Michelle, can you tell our listening audience the purpose of tonight's show? Yes. The purpose of tonight's show is to learn about the career of the multifaceted Rodney H. Dixon, to learn what inspired Mr. Dixon to create a superhero character, discuss his book and the issues addressed in the book, and to learn about who and what inspired Mr. Dixon in different areas of his career. Wow. You know, so uh, can you, if you want to be part of this conversation, I'm a, before we, before we go off into introducing this guy, if you want to be part of the conversation, you want to call and just ask Rodney questions, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Michelle, can you introduce this great man to our listening audience? Yes. Rodney H. Dixon is the creator of the underground album, Merck, the Master of Seven, and the manuscript, The Cosmic Billionaires Club. His creative works are well known amongst celebrities and royalty. He is followed by thousands of people worldwide on social media for his insightful posts regarding a myriad of topics such as business, social justice, politics, and religion. He is known as a street legend basketball player. He left the game of hoops to work with the legendary musician Prince and superhero characters he has created were endorsed by the late Stan Lee. News media considers his billion-dollar lawsuit against Prince controversial and bizarre. DNA testing links his ancestry to Ramesses III, an ancient Egyptian pharaoh. The James Cooley Show is July proudly presents Mr. Rodney H. Dixon. Hey, welcome to the show, Rodney. How you doing, my friend? How you doing? I am doing well, JC and Michelle. Fired up to be on your show. Uh, had to wait for the book to get released to get on here, but better late than never. I am here and right on time. You know, you could have came on before, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, man, you go way back. You could have came on before. <laughs> hey, Rodney, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about your background and where you grew up? Well, I, I grew up, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and so I grew up, like hey, Michelle, no, New York in the house. So, uh, born in Brooklyn, and also was raised in Pomona, California, and in West Covina, California, so I'm bi-coastal. So, I actually moved back and forth between New York and California, so I claim the both. I claim both of them. Wow. Rodney, can you share with our listening audience uh, uh, your professional background and the variety uh, of titles and industries? Man, you done did it all, man, uh, that, that you have worked in. So the ones I can remember, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, I started out as a basketball guy, and early on, very young, I was in my teens when I actually met Prince. So I started out writing music. I pretty much left the game of basketball after high school. And in my freshman year of college, I pivoted and embarked on a songwriting career. So I did that for a while. During that time, I started meeting different people, friends that were in business, and business intrigued me. So I was the musician guy who learned business, who knew a thing or two about business, which is why you really don't see me in the music industry today. <laughs> and uh, started working with some members of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And that happened through a friend that I helped when I was a practice player with the Denver Nuggets. So one thing kind of led to another. And because of the business experience that I had learning from a friend of mine named Big George, I was able to parlay that information into helping out youth from Saudi Arabia learn how they do their budgets. They were business students, so they knew the books, but they didn't know really the the real business game. And I was able to give them that, and then they actually uh, sent word to their parents in Saudi Arabia, and I ended up connecting with the big dogs over in Saudi Arabia through 
the kids that were students here, young teens here. So that elevated me into doing feasibility studies, business studies, being a consultant to people in the Middle East. Uh, at the time, I did not know that these people, I didn't really know what a sheikh was. So, you know, from, from, the, from the United States, we call them sheikhs. So I, I didn't even know what they were. I just knew these guys were from, were from Saudi. And not until later on when I met some of the older family members did I find out they were actually royalty. Wow. You know, uh, I, I'm very interested in hearing about all of this. But we're going to take a station break. But we're going to come back and continue our discussion with Rodney H. Dixon. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer San Diego streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And wow, I tell you, we got a a very good friend of mine, uh, Rodney H. uh, Dixon. And we're talking about the creative work of Rodney H. Dixon. And we can't just say one thing or two things or three. It's, It's a lot. You know, so uh, he's a great man. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Rodney, you know, you know, I got to ask you this question and uh, our listening audience is uh, uh, dying to hear this. I'm, so I'm going to combine two questions into one. First of all is how did you become known as the street legend? And uh, I know that uh, you know you you work with AC Green a lot. I mean, I've seen the videos. I saw a lot of uh, the things that you and him was teaching. Uh, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about uh, both of those? So they kind of came together uh, as a basketball street legend, being from Brooklyn, New York, and going back and forth from New York to California. All the ballers out there know that. Historically, those have been two different styles of play. So I was able to take the East Coast style to California and then take the California style to New York. 
So being able to have both of those styles, like New York is running, gun, it was fast, is jumping out the gym, and is is just rolling down the court, which is my favorite style, right? And then California likes to take their time, set it up, run zones, and and shoot the ball. So I was a New York guy that could shoot the ball. Now as a street legend, right? That comes out in the parks, at the gyms, where when you show up. People start talking, right? And so, you know, when when you become a street legend, it's like when you do that five on five, and you're the last guy that somebody comes to guard, and everybody's looking around like I'm not going to guard him. That's kind of where it started. And I played against a bunch of celebrities, Martin Lawrence, and and Tiny Lister, and I mean, you just, I mean, you name it, Tommy Davidson, just uh, Joe Torre, just a bunch of us used to get together out in Burbank. So when I first started, they started talking about it, it was from celebrities, actually. So Hollywood, Kadeem Hardison and those guys, they started spreading the word. And then from there, I actually started the company, and I owned the trademark street legend. So as a businessman, I went ahead and took, took that and, and took that ownership. And then I created the DVD with AC and I, Street Legend, and he's Iron Man because he holds the uh, record for the most games played in NBA history. And so we made that DVD, Street Legend and Iron Man. I started youth camps called Street Legend Basketball Camps, became legendary throughout Thousand Oaks and other areas in California, and that started to travel all over the place too. So, um, But it really started with... Uh, Getting interviewed with the newspapers when I just they, Doug Moe at the Denver Nuggets just pulled me on the court one day because my buddy Pete Williams who's probably listening right now he made the team and I used to hang out and just come to the gym and work out after they left the court that was kind of the rule Doug said you can come on the court and work out but you got to wait for the team to get off the off the court so I was able to do that they allowed me to do that and when I did it one day I'm sitting there and Doug said do you want to practice. So that's how I got in. And then the Denver Nuggets at different events started naming me as a player on the team. I didn't even have a contract. So I started getting in the newspaper. They started saying, oh, Rodney Dixon, this guy from the street. <laughs> right? So I got it. that's kind of how it started to grow through all those type of scenarios. Hey, Rodney, producer Noah here. Pleasure to have you on, man. I'm really enjoying finding out about you, and I think we have some common ground. So I'm going to ask a double-shot question here. One, how long have you been into comics? Because I have been since I was just knee-high. Always loved them. And second, I see that you have met the legendary, the one and only Stan Lee. How were you introduced to Stan, and what impact did that have on you? So as a comic book guy, just as a kid, I collected comic books, right? And so I was into, you know, DC comics so much more so than really Marvel comics because of Batman and and Superman. But then later on, some of those, right? And then the Hulk and some of those guys. And so then I found out about Stan Lee, of course, as a kid. He used to do the soapbox or whatever. So that kind of, that's what got me into it. And so when I made the CD, Merc the Master of Seven, I wanted to, I tried to figure out what to do. So I didn't want to put me on the cover as a, as a human, which is what everybody else was doing. I thought that was a little bit vain. And so I said, okay, well, let me, let me create something that can live beyond a record. And so I came up with the superhero character. And it happened to be a solar superhero, and the CD was a solar CD, and this was way before the solar industry came about. And so because of all those things, later on, being a businessman with the Middle East, uh, some friends of my brother were looking for funding. So I was the guy that you would come to if you needed money, okay. Arab, Arab money. And so um, I'm going over there, and they're telling me that this company is looking for funding. They have a new entertainment group that they put together. And so I, I showed up at the office, and lo and behold, it's Stan Lee. So Stan Lee had come out with a new company because he really didn't own anything from Marvel. And as a result of that, we started talking about the funding that he was looking for. And then he started asking me about things that I create. And I said, well, I got a superhero. And he said, well, tell me about the superhero. So I started telling him about the superhero. And so now I'm sitting there for the next two hours as Stan Lee starts schooling me 
on superheroes and building characterization on superheroes. So, of course, I'm like, okay, this is big time. Oh, for sure. I'm just going to sit up here and soak it all in and listen. And so then he goes, you know what? I never really owned my stuff, and I never had a superhero that had a real-life business attached to it like you have because solar had just really hit because of the 2005 Clean Air Act. So he's like, look, man, you have an opportunity that I never had, and you're in the industry that's on steroids, basically a trillion-dollar industry. I'll take second position and work with you. And so that's how our relationship kind of happened. So I have the only character in the history of characters endorsed by Stan Lee before he died, other than Stan Lee's own characters himself. Real quick comment before we, we move on. That has to give you probably the healthiest sense of pride that you can say, you know what, I worked with Stan Lee, he helped me, he coached me, and you're never going to forget that. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, I'm never going to forget that, you know, so especially you're the only guy that can make the claim. So I'm not the only guy he ever talked to, but I'm the only guy who has a character that he directly endorsed. And I have a partnership with the Stanley Foundation today, headed by Junko Kobayashi and Ted and some other people over there. And so it's a great relationship with the Stanley Foundation. I'm proud of you. Good stuff. Rodney. Tell us about the book, The Making of Atama Merck, Fighting the Ghost of White Supremacy, and also why did you name the character Atama Merck? So the character came out, so my nickname is Merck. So there's more people know me by Merck than do by Rodney. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, But Atoma became the the other character, right? So... I'm Merck, and Atomo became basically the superhero. And so with that, his name comes from the concept of an atom, A-T-O-M. And so how the nucleus of, of beings, like we're made of all these cells and atoms and things of that nature. And so that's pretty much the nucleus of, a, of the building of a person. So Adam with an A, Atoma, because everybody in the world basically comes from what's called haplogroup A. And that's a DNA term, haplogroup A, inside of Africa. So Atoma is basically mirroring the beginning, the introduction to the world as a black man, an African-American, and also because it comes from the concept of an atom, and it's all in one, it's all encompassing. And that's just how deep it is. And, And it's important for especially black kids to understand and know, A, their history. And so that's why he's Atoma. And then because it's the other side of me as the creator, it's Atoma Merck. Wow. You know, uh, that's that's very interesting. I mean, I did not even know that your middle name was Merck. <laughs> but we got a caller on the phone. Uh, Lance, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Welcome to the show, Lance. How you doing? I'm doing all right, my man. How's it going? Man, everything is great. You got a question for Rodney? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I was just kind of waiting. Yeah. I just want to know, first of all, let me just start with he asked him. Can you hear me right now? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can, we can so, hear you, Rodney, how, how, how you doing, Rodney? What's up, bro? How's it going, man? I know you this brother. They know they call Gimo, right? <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> What's up, bro? I just want to really say that I'm proud of you because, you know, at the same time, coming up in those young years in Pomona, to see a a person get itself together out of Pomona is really, really big because there's nothing just really there. So I just want to say, man, I'm proud of you, who the man you have become today. But I got to say this, you know, the superhero had to start like way, way out of high school, man, because I I thought I was a superhero at once. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I haven't seen you since I think you came to Compton. You came to Compton College, and uh, you guys had a little, uh, I think a little kind of little celebrity run, a little get-together or something. Uh, That's the last time I seen you, man, and my head was up. I never had to really look at you up. I was always taller than you, man. I don't know what happened. You had some super (laughs) cereals or something. uh, But other than that, I just want to say I'm proud of you, my man, what you become today. 
Hey, hey, Lance, hold, hold, hold on to that. Uh, hold on to that. Cause we're going to take a station break, but, uh, I want you to come back and continue to have this discussion with Rodney H. Dixon. Yeah. We're going to come back and Lance going to ask him that question and we're going to get back, uh, with Rodney. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Life is full of circles and cycles, phases and stages. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Hi, I'm James Cooley, motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. I'm the host of the James Cooley Show. It's your life radio show. We are here to inspire you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Listen to It's Your Life Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on The Answer San Diego. Streaming now on The Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I, I tell you, uh, having so much fun. Uh, uh, we've got Rodney H. Dixon here. He's bringing it. He's telling us about his new book. Uh, he's telling us about a lot of things that uh, he has encountered. And uh, I tell you, this guy is a first-class guy. You know what I mean? Just uh, everything that I know about him is top-notch. And uh, so if you want to be part of the conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Well, we had Lance, uh, also known as G. Moore, uh, uh, Mo, on the phone. Uh, uh, are, you, uh, are you still there, man? I'm still G. Moore, still in the house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you was asking uh, Rodney a question. We had to take a station break. You got the floor again. For sure. Rodney, what is your plans after you accomplish what you want to accomplish with this book? Are you planning on writing another book, my man? Uh, what should go there? So definitely plan on writing another book. That's why this book is the making of Atoma Merck. And so it's given a behind-the-scenes look at what happened in my life that resulted in the character being created in this particular first story about fighting the ghost of white supremacy, which happened to be timely. And so uh, it's, it's the launch of a series 
And so there will be no more really like the backdrop that you're seeing now. That's just what was used to create it. From here, the character will start getting involved in other types of activities. And the first uh, battle that he's dealing with is a character called Twister. And at the end of the book, I kind of lean into that so you kind of know what's coming. His next episode is versus Twister. Okay, well, that, that you took it right off my tongue. I was wondering if it's going to be a series behind it. So that would be interesting, exciting to see. Uh, yeah, also, uh, Demo, I just to let you know, yeah. I do remember the Compton thing. and We had the Weaver triplets. We had some other celebrities okay. in that game. And what's funny right. is I had on these shorts, and these shorts were real messed up because I did it because they promised us uniforms when we got there. And when I okay. got there, they didn't have a uniform to fit me. So I had to wear these tore-up shorts. And so I said, okay. you know what? If I got to wear these tore-up shorts in front of this crowd out here, I'm going to go crazy on this court. <laughs> so I hit like 40, so I'm almost 50 in that game. But it was because right. my shorts were all jacked up, so I had to I had to compensate. <laughs> Well, that was the last time I seen you, man, and I'm I'm practically ten minutes away from that college as I speak. You know what I mean? Awesome, uh, awesome. Other than, other than that, is it's good to talk to you, man. The family, you guys are great, man, and you know your brother. Uh, you know the brawl. That's my buddy, man. You know what I mean? And go way back, you know. Uh, you no, know, I know. Uh, yeah, I really know. proud of you guys, man. Really proud of you, man. You know, it's, it's good to hear. It. Like I say, you know, but coming out of Pomona, like I say, we we start somewhere, but coming out of Pomona, it's a big blessing. Hey, just thanks so day, much, you know. Lance. Thanks so much, my yeah. friend. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Rodney. Um, part of the title of your book is "Fighting the Ghosts of White Supremacy." What does it mean to fight the ghosts of white supremacy? And have you ever experienced white supremacy firsthand? Well, I, well, so yes, I definitely have experienced white supremacy firsthand. And being in, you know, the type of businesses that I'm in and dealing with technology and solar energy and things of that nature, it's an area of business and Silicon Valley type business and that whole environment where you don't see a whole lot of people that look like me, especially when you start talking about management levels and executive levels and things of that nature. So, yeah, I've dealt with a lot of that in that type of environment. But in reference to the ghost, people kind of got to read the book, but it's the ghost because there's there's the element of it without it being just in your face or from a a person. There's effects that have happened throughout the year, especially in African-Americans, 400-year history here. There's still effects from it that kind of haunt different people, black, white, etc. And as a result, there's a ghost of it that we're all dealing with. Uh, Even when it's not blatant, you're still reacting off of things that have happened historically that serve kind of like a cloud. And so that's the ghost. And in this book, I start addressing some of those issues, some of those ghosts. Wow. Rodney, um, why do you say blacks live in a subculture Well, the subculture is an element of the ghost of white supremacy. So um, back in slavery, you had no choice but to live in a subculture if you wanted to survive because the actual culture of the day was a culture you could not participate in as a black person. So for survival, you started to create a different culture, right? A subculture. So you couldn't go and open up bank accounts back then. You couldn't own property or land. You couldn't do the normal things that people do every day in the life. So if you didn't create a, a way to express yourself, a way to exist, right? It was going to crush you. You'd go crazy. So Black people created a subculture, a way to exist and have our own things. But once, even when freedom came, we still continue in a lot of that subculture without even knowing it. And so it's it's interesting because I counsel a lot of kids and all, and I start hearing them say, oh, that's trying to be white or that's trying to be this. 
and they don't even know that they're talking about something that's actually basic. But if you couldn't get a bank account and you saw only white people can get a bank account, then you would think getting a bank account is copying white people or having a home and a nice career, whatever, that's copying white people because you, you thought that that's, that's what they had and you didn't have it. And so you didn't want to feel less than, so you created a subculture. And so now when you try to go into successful things, people actually sometimes believe that it's reserved for white people and black people should kind of quote unquote, keep it real. A lot of it's subculture. So I, I'm trying to take that away and show, you know, uh, my brothers and sisters that, you know, actually a lot of what you're saying is actually just a subculture. Right. And so this is a trip because this guy came to me like, oh, man, this is black. This is keeping it real or whatever the case may be. And he was really, really militant. And I'm like, so, bro, do you understand that I can actually understand what you're saying to me? He's like, yeah, I, I hear you, bro. What, you know, and he was talking a lot of slang. I go, well, it's not the slang on why I can understand what you're saying. You're speaking English. So do me a favor, bro. Start talking to me in some Swahili or something else from Africa. Do you know any of that language? No. Well, come on, my man. If you're going to speak English to me, speaking broken English to me doesn't make it black. It just makes it bad English. You, you want to be black, start talking to me as some African or something like that, and I can at least give you some credit on it. <laughs> hey, Rodney, I'm curious. Producer Noah again. So this book... Uh, curious to find out more about it. Is it geared towards the youth, towards adults, or can both age ranges read this and learn something from it? Both age ranges can definitely read something from it. I believe that the younger a person reads it, the more advantageous it is for their future because it will allow them to get rid of some of these things that would hold them back as a cloud, such as different subculture concepts that are not really black, they're fake. So um, that's important for youth. Uh, also, it's not just black, because there's kids that are white or any other race, and I just say white in particular, that are also being held down by a subculture. Because if you're looking at black people as in a certain way that's not in reality, then you're kind of clouded, too. So it goes both ways. And so it's for youth and it's also for adults, because I have adults saying to me, I never knew a lot of this stuff. And so if you're if you stop growing because you got older and you stop learning, you start growing, stop growing. And you might as well, you know, pack it on in and you don't need to be on this planet anymore. If you, if you stop growing, stop well, I learning. love it because it seems like no matter the age range, it's really all encompassing in so many different ways. Great stuff. Yes, sir. Wow. I think we got a caller. We've got Donnell. Donnell, are you there? Yes, sir. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing, Daniel? How you doing, man? Man, doing pretty pretty good, man. Good show. Um, you know, being tuning in, and I wanted to try to get a question in before I head out the door. Um, this is for Rodney. Good, good evening, sir. How you doing? I'm good, Daniel. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, sir. Um, my question is, as I was hearing you earlier, you were talking about um, being in Saudi Arabia, as a matter of fact. My my cousin used to live in Saudi Arabia. Arabia. She's back in England now. But um, my my question is, you you talk about um, sort of like business consulting as such, and uh, I was really interested how you move from being a street baller, you know, a comic book hero person into being like what I would consider a business consultant, um, being able to um, advise and, and you know, work with the Saudis in, in business concepts. So if you could, you know, speak to that a bit. Great question. Um, I'm going to give a lot of credit to a buddy of mine, Big George Hawthorne, because um, I was introduced to him uh, from a friend because I was in the music. And so uh, he heard my music. The, my friend heard my music, thought it was really cool. It was unique, different. And so he introduced me to Big George. 
Big George is a big-time business guy, knows paperwork in and out, and he was a real estate guy. He was living in a $4.5 million mansion, and he's only four years older than me, and I was like 20, 21 at the time. So this is how, how much this cat knows and had it going on. So I'm all about music at this time. And so I said, Big George, I need a corporation, a record corporation. Can you hook me up? And he said, yeah. And so the next morning he shows up and he hands me an envelope and I'm all excited, right? And I open up the envelope and I'm thinking I'm going to pull out this corporation docs and I pull out instructions to how to set up a corporation. So this is back nice. in the day. It's not like you can just go online and do a little internet search, right? And so I'm right. looking at this and I go, George, where's the corporation? He said, brother, if I do it for you, you're never going to learn how to do it. I brought you the instructions. So he gave me the instructions, and I started reading, and he gave me the instructions on, on a business plan, and I started studying it, and it clicked. It made sense to me. I had never seen it before, but when I read it, it was like reading a children's book to me. It just made sense. And so from there, I delved deep into learning business concepts because I didn't want to get cheated by anybody, especially in the music industry. And as a result, I started mastering this business stuff. And because of that, later on, when I got introduced to the Arabs through my friend who was at basketball in Denver, Colorado, his name is Chris Christmas, when I was introduced to them, all the stuff I had learned and the mentoring that George had given me paid off, and that's how I took off into being a, a business consultant to people from the Middle East. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty impressive. I'm a, a business guy, too, so, you know, that's when my, my ears kind of perked up when you talked about that early in the show. Well, I, I appreciate you answering my question, and um, JC, good show, brother, good show. Hey, thanks. Uh, that's uh, my great engineer right there. Hey, hey we got to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue our discussion with Rodney H. Dixon. It's your life. I'm James Coley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 and AM 1170, The Answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And uh, just like I I, I was saying that uh, we got Rodney H. Dixon and uh, a man of multi- talents i mean he can do it all and uh he's he's bringing it i mean i'm just he's bringing it and uh if you want to be part of the conversation that's 1-888-344-1170 again that's 1-888-344-1170 rodney i think i got somebody on the phone that you know uh, uh are you there run i am here i am here <laughs> 
Mr. How you doing, Ryan? Welcome to the show. Hey, JC. Thanks for taking my call. Full of May. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to make a statement before I ask the question. Rodney Dixon, a.k.a. Mervyn, Eric Mercury, all of the above, <laughs> is a man of God with immense faith. So I wanted to ask you about your your faith and how you're going to incorporate your faith in this endeavor with uh, with your book. I read your book last night, and it was amazing. So I just wanted you to maybe give us a couple of minutes uh, about that, your faith. So I appreciate that, Ron. It's, um, the whole thing is about the faith. So um, when I decided to go from basketball to working with the Prince. And then I, you know, kind of his stuff was a little bit beyond what I wanted to speak about. Um, you know, at the time, I'm just a youngster, so I got no money. So it's like, okay, I can either roll with what this dude wants to do and put some chips in my pocket, or I can kind of stand on some principle. And God kind of came to me and said, you know, this is not the way I want you to go. So I tried to compromise the thing and say, okay, well, you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and convert Prince. So that's how I'm going to pull this off. I'm going to get him to go with the God concept, and then we can rock and roll this thing, right? And he was like, no, nah, man, I don't want to hear that. So that pulled the tug of war. And as a result of that, when they offered me the contract to come sign it, I wouldn't sign it. I said, no, I'm not going to do it. You guys are going to have to do it just based on honor. I'm not signing a contract with you, and I'm not singing this music this way. So I would write the music and do it my way. He'd take the music and flip it and do it his own way. Anyway, uh, my faith kept me from going in that direction or even capitalizing on that dough. It was difficult because I'm running around broke. I didn't keep pursuing the basketball thing because I'm pushing this other thing. I'm trying to get this dude converted, and I'm broke, and people looking at me like, oh, he's not playing basketball because he's really not that good anymore, and I can smoke everybody I step in front of, and yet I'm still broke. So temptation is everywhere, so it was all fade. And as you know, by the time I came to the church, I'm still broke, but I decided, well, you know, what, I'm going to go ahead and do what God wants me to do, and I'll just roll it from there. And then, as you know, we got in the basketball league and won three championships in a row, and I was able to beat Cats in the NBA, and I say, all right, all right, God is good, God is good. So in writing this book, I talk about a lot of the different things of faith, a lot of the things that I break down, I back up with Bible Scripture. And as you know, Ron, I've preached in church and everything else, so there's a whole lot of element on if I say something in that book, and it's got a reference towards God, it's got a biblical reference to back it up. Mm-hmm. That, that's amazing, Rodney, that you're, you're able to still, with any successes that you've had, uh, attribute all of it to God. Every, every bit of it. You always take your, yourself out of the equation and you just say, hey, you know, without God, I'm, I'm nothing. I always appreciate that about you, man. Hey, I appreciate that, and it's true. I, I'd still be broke. <laughs> I'd still be broke. But he, but he told me, you know, when he when he first told it to me, you know, he was like, "You're gonna look stupid for a minute, but in the long run, you, you'll come out on top." So, <laughs> hey, I know you're in North Carolina. Give my uh, best to your pops. Happy Father's Day, bro. Thank you, brother. I love you, man. Talk to you later. Love you, man. Ryan, that was such a, a, a great question and how you phased that. And, and Rodney, you know, man, you don't have many, many discussions at the gym, uh, at the steam room, at the, and, uh, yeah, every time that we talk, I mean, you always talk about God. I mean, God is at, uh, the forefront, uh, of your life. And of course, you know, it's at the forefront of mine as well. So, uh, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you, you know, so, hey, Rodney, I want to kind of switch it a little bit because, uh, uh, you and I, a couple of years ago, we were talking about solar, and uh, I see now you done started your own business. Can you tell our, our listeners a little bit about uh, the solar race? So, yeah, so um, 
the solar whole concept I actually started developing back in 1988. So um, the solar, the Merck, the of Seven, the CD was completed in 1991, and it's a solar CD. All the songs are talking about solar energy and things of that nature. The Cosmic Billionaires Club is a manuscript about solar energy where I talked about manufacturing of solar, distribution of solar, and at the time there was nobody really doing it. So I knew that that would happen, and I was just kind of that that guy, right? So me and my friend Mike would sit up at night, and I would see the meter spin. And we'd be up at Denny's at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm going, look, man, that meter spinning on the side of your house means that you get charged money when you sleep. So I have to be able to make money while I sleep. And I was always trying to figure out how to beat that meter. And lo and behold, by the time the solar industry hit, I had solar talk tracks all over the place. I had mastered language in solar. So as a result of that, when the net metering came and the meter spent backwards, it was just that time. And it was interesting because I was in an energy called hydrogen on demand by the scientists, and I was the international sales rep for it. And when I was talking to their Arabs about investing in it, it was Sheikh Ahmed from Qatar who told me, you need to do solar. And at wow. that time, I said, there you go. You know what? It's the time. So I went and joined Solar City and Sunrun and became number one seller in the United States. Wow, man. You're such a, a fantastic guy. And uh, we're running out of time, man. I got about 15 more questions to ask you. But, <laughs> but we're under, uh, under a, a couple of minutes. So I want to thank you for taking the time uh, to come on the show. Uh, I want to invite you back because I, I want to get to these other things uh, uh, that we did not talk about. And uh, so uh, I thanks so much, my friend, for taking the time to, to come on the show today. And uh, uh, you enlighten uh, myself. I'm, I'm sure you enlighten our listening audience. And, uh, you know, you, we, we left wondering. I want to thank my co-host Michelle Cooley for always being here you know I want to thank uh, my uh, great uh, producer Noah most importantly I want to thank our listening audience uh, for uh, you know always listening tuning in tonight uh, we're always looking for sponsors to help uh, make sure that uh, we can continue to bring this great message to you and Noah I, I think you got a important uh, word or two Noah yeah, real quickly, Rodney, I just want to say, man, I have a lot of great respect for you in not just that you followed your faith, but the experiences that you had and being able to boost your creativity and throw it in so many different directions. Uh, you're a man of principle, and I can't wait to find out more about you. And again, a lot of respect. Thank you. Um, appreciate it. And no, we got to have this man back on, man. This man is, is absolutely fantastic. This is definitely a part two and three. <laughs> absolutely. So, hey, we'll be back tomorrow, the same time, same place. And I hope you're listening. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.